0: Welcome to the Ask Coach Perry Podcast. Get your running, triathlon, swimming, or cycling questions answered by one of the best coaches in the world today. Well, we're into yet another episode of the Ask Coach Perry Podcast. Uh, This question comes through from Francois. Uh, He said uh, it's it's got to do with fueling, and he's he's asked you questions uh, before, and this has got to do with him uh, running low at uh, the Johnson Crane Marathon, which was uh, at the beginning of this year. He says uh, he plans to take in 60 grams of carbs an hour during runs. This would mean that each hour you'd need one uh, goo, one gel, uh, and 500 mils of energy. The goo's got 25 grams, energy's got 39 grams. During a four hour marathon, he says you'd he require four energy, four goos. And if you are uh, to run a 10 hour comrades, then obviously that would mean 10 energy and 10 goos. He says he's not sure if he can comfortably consume that much fluid and perhaps water additionally. Uh, he knows that it's beneficial to take the carbs in fluid form, but what would you suggest as far as other products? Uh, perhaps more carb concentrated.
1: Look, this is a great question. Again, this uh, is a nice general one for us to to get into um, because we don't actually want to focus only on comrades for this podcast. It's it's general questions from running your first 5K to whatever it is. The recommendation in the textbooks is one grab per kg of body mass per hour. Okay, But as Francois rightly points out, there comes a point even in races as, as short as a marathon where you would get sick trying to consume that number of carbohydrates and also depending on environmental conditions and, and how slowly you run, forcing that amount of fluid in order to get the, the carbs that you, you need also predisposes us to an increased risk of hyponatremia or water intoxication which is a really really dangerous condition I mean I must say that that scouring the literature there are no recorded deaths from dehydration in ultra-endurance events Okay, there are serious complications that arise from a combination of dehydration and taking anti-inflammatory pills and that's in drugs and that sort of thing, but dehydration on its own is not causing people To be hospitalized um, But hyponatremia there are many recorded deaths All over the world uh, in relation to hyponatremia, so That sort of fluid forced fluid reg- regime of 500 animals, per hour plus some water when you take your gels That's an enormous amount of, of fluid. So there are a couple of things that we can do. Yeah, the first one People don't like but it is definitely something that is well worth trying. And if you if you use it for a marathon in particular you actually hardly need to take in anything while you're running. But if you can get in a really good pre pre race meal, ideally three hours before, but I mean for most people it's not difficult two hours before. So as soon as you wake up you have your you have a reasonable meal and then about Thirty to forty minutes before your actual race, you taking a light snack or, or maybe sipping on a, a an energy drink of some sort. But these are things that you got to work on before you get to race day, because what those two things allow you to do is to is to start the race in a good energy situation. Let, let's let's. What is a reasonable meal? Are you saying? Look, I prefer people to to rely on the things that they are accustomed to eating in the morning but there are lots of options so if someone who has nothing wants to start experimenting with a few things I would avoid your higher fiber type of, of cereals Okay, so oats is a reasonable it has got a fair amount of fiber but it really is a great product so if you can roll oats you can get that and get your tummy used to to eating that it's, it's generally quite easy to, to get down uh, but things like toast with a little bit of honey um, a banana um, like a fat uh, a, a, a double cream Greek yogurt with a bit of honey and and some nuts and, and a bit of fruit that's a pretty good uh, option. Um, the Back to the oats example with either peanut butter or almond nut butter or some kind of nut butter mixed through with a little bit of sugar those are, are good options and then before the race there's heaps of snack bars which which people find palatable and they they can eat or energy drinks but i wouldn't go for like your mega load type of things you know we don't want to we don't want to stress your gut out before the race has even started so something with a reasonable concentration seven to to eight grams of carbs per per hundred mils. Um, <clears throat> I have found a meal replacement shake at that point in time to work quite nicely. Some of my training buddies find that that goes straight through them, so it really affects their gut badly. and that's why I say you need to try a couple of things. Uh, you know, for some guys, a, um, a muffin with a bit of cheese on it is a, is a really good, good option, or a roll with a bit of banana and jam and peanut butter is a really good good option. But those are the kind of things that I would look at as my, my pre-race meal. Then you start off in a really good energy balance situation and you can pretty much decrease your hourly demand for carbs by a good 20-30% to 30% by doing that. Okay. The second thing that I recommend for people to do is to find out what is going to be en route at the particular race they're doing or to get a buddy who's prepared to leapfrog them on the course and get to points on the course and give them something else that is not a gel and an energy drink or a Coke or that sort of thing. And those would be, again, things like bananas, biscuits. Potatoes. Um, yeah, you know, chopped up pieces of potatoes are, are great. For some people, nuts. Um, but just to get energy from another source... That is not sugar, effectively, or one of the, the forms of sugar. So you can also change the type of sugars and have some of your stuff from fructose and some of it from glucose, etc. But ultimately, you actually just want to get away from, from sugar a bit. And the third and final thing that I, that I tell people to do, especially those people that know, they have a history of starting to get nauseous and feel a bit sick deeper into ultra marathons, um, is that I would at the beginning of the ultramarathon, when you do still have a reasonable blood supply to the guts, things are working quite well, your phys- physiology is not under duress, is to then get in quite a lot of energy quite early in the race. So perhaps spend the first three to four hours of the run being quite strict about getting close to 60 grams of carbs per hour, from a few solid forms as well as from liquid forms and, and perhaps a few gels but then to take a bit of a break and to not take such a, a massive amount of sugar maybe take much much smaller or no, very little so in that scenario one of the things that again that's worked very well personally for me is that 60k into, into comrades I've actually taken that same meal replacement that I used at the start. And it did make me feel a little uncomfortable in my gut for about 5Ks. But then for the next 25Ks, I didn't have to take in anything. I didn't feel, I wasn't thirsty. I felt like I had tons of energy. And then for the last couple of Ks, I was back on sipping a little bit of Coke. But the gastrointestinal distress was much lower. In past years, I haven't felt sick. But I have gotten to the point where when I've even looked at a gel, I've been like, I'm not putting it inside me. So those are kind of three tricks that you can use to greatly reduce that gastrointestinal stress of literally hammering your body with sugar for a long period of time. Last point on that is that what people must realize is that the lower the intensity that you exercise at, the more reliant your body will be on fat for energy and then it'll only use very small amounts of, of carbohydrates. So you can get away with with these tricks that I'm talking about. But the higher intensity that you run at, the harder you run, the more reliant your body becomes on carbohydrates and the more important it then does become to supply your body with those carbohydrates. Especially if that higher higher intensity exercise is going to be going on for longer than ninety minutes.
0: Cool. Thanks, Lindsay. Uh, Get your questions in. AskCoachPerry.com is where you can send them through to check out the website as well. Uh, You can go back and check through uh, the resources, all the other podcasts. Some great questions have been asked and get yours in. We'll get them answered right here every single day with uh, Coach Lindsay Perry. Thank you for listening to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. To get Lindsay to answer your question, go to AskCoachPerry.com or email. My question at AskCoachPerry.com.